The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. I'm just getting started here. Uh, this evening, I'd like to reflect a little bit further on something that I've been exploring lately in these practices that we do with one another, a little bit of how they relate to one another, the loving-kindness, compassion, sympathetic joy, and equanimity. And Tuesday night, I was sharing a bit about how a loving-kindness practice relates to a facet of equanimity practice. So I shared that thinking, speaking, and behavior are the actions that are referred to in the equanimity phrase, I am the owner of my own karma and the heir of my own karma. My happiness or unhappiness is the result of my actions, not upon my wishes for them. And we spoke a bit about how the cultivation of our actions through thinking, speech, and behavior Um, what we think, say, and do transforms each of us into people uh, who can embody loving kindness, you know, by changing each of these levels of action. Um, And as we transform through these loving kindness practices of thinking differently, starting to speak differently, maybe behaving differently, other people realize Um, that they don't have anything to fear from us, many other people, and many will become kinder towards us in return. Um, And that's one way that we are transformed, and sometimes our relationships are transformed by this practice. Um, And I also shared that it's really important to realize that any of these practices, loving kindness or any of the others, develop gradually for most people. They may start with us as just an idea that kindness would be helpful or a thought that we'd like to become kinder or we'd like more kindness in our life. And we incrementally move towards this uh, kindness that eventually may become a heartfelt feeling, something that you radiate uh, without words. So keeping these kinds of ideas in mind, when we begin our loving kindness practice with the phrase, may I be safe, or may you be safe, um, may I be free from inner and outer harm, what does that mean, to be free from inner harm, to be safe inside, inwardly in your heart? There is a quote uh, attributed to Shantideva that I'd like to read to you that's useful in this regard. Where would I find enough leather to cover the entire surface of the earth? But with leather soles beneath my feet, it's as if the whole world has been covered. I'll read it again. Where would I find enough leather to cover the entire surface of the earth? But with leather soles beneath my feet, it's as if the whole world had been covered. So this is important wisdom about safety. If we expect or demand that others 
are going to do everything we we want to protect our our feet or if we think that we could cover the world with some protective coating so that no pebbles or rocks or other debris on the ground would harm our feet we're going to be frustrated we're going to be working awfully hard there's no doubt that there are sources of danger in the world you know well beyond just sharp rocks and things on the ground there are many physical dangers and there are emotional dangers based on things that happen that we don't like or that feel uncomfortable things other people say or do that are difficult for us but instead of demanding the world and everything in it needs to change to be the way we want in order to cultivate safety um we can find the emotional and mental equivalent of putting on shoes the way we do to protect our feet so finding safety in this way doesn't mean that we turn a blind eye you know if we're finding safety internally that doesn't mean there isn't injustice in the world or harm that needs to be addressed by action it's important as a society and as ind- individuals that we participate in our relationships and in our larger culture to to create constructive change but meanwhile and in con- uh, in concert with that how do we think about ourselves in ways and how do we behave in ways that lead to inner safety versus inner harm so i'm going to name a few things that are worth thinking about um do we give ourselves proper acknowledgement for coming to do meditation practice you know doing something constructive in your life and cultivating good inner qualities or do you tend to sit in meditation uh with kind of a relentless inner critic a relentless self criticism as many of us know be- can become a lack of inner safety because sometimes just we don't feel that great but also we can project it out onto other people and assume that they are as critical of us as we are of ourselves another facet of inner safety or inner harm are we patient with the time that it takes to cultivate meditation practice to cultivate inner qualities or do we expect results you know really fast like we're going to be the glowing heart of kindness from the very first time we come to practice i'm exaggerating of course but it is a uh, very nice if we can allow the natural unfolding and have this practice take the time it needs to reveal what has been happening with us what is happening with us and gradually cultivate kindness um another area can we keep coming back to the practice to mindfulness to whatever we're practicing with can we keep coming back again and again and bring just enough effort energy to it um that we keep ourselves on track or come back to being on track instead of um 
just letting ourselves completely go or efforting so hard that it wears us out. So can we find balance that feels safe? Uh, Not letting self-doubt take over, but just gently returning to the practice of the evening. Some other things we can think about. What does inner safety sound like in your thoughts? What does it feel like in your body or your heart? Um, And, you know, after giving that some space, turning outward, what does it feel like or what is it like? What does it consist of to offer outer safety to others? What does it sound like when we think, speak, and act in such a way that it provides safety to other people. So this is this one of the facets of kindness. And as we become aware that, of course, everyone would like to be treated, or most everyone would like to be treated with kindness, and we're here perhaps because we'd like to be treated with more kindness, that the way we treat ourselves can begin to change us and promote action that helps us feel safer inwards and allows other people to feel safe around us and then extends safety to other people. Um, So with that, uh, getting into our evening meditation. So starting by allowing yourself time to find the posture and the level of alertness that can support you with plenty of ease or relaxation. Again, not having to try too hard or get too um, loose to the point where we can't practice. Perhaps using the breath, allowing the breath to, with each in-breath, Bring in any energy that's needed right now. And with the out-breath, releasing any tension or tightness or preoccupation. As you ease whatever areas of the body that can be softened, certainly also allowing any areas that remain tight or require our attention, our kindness to just allow them to be the way they are right now. Not demanding, but Receiving and accepting what's going on in the body. Receiving and allowing any 
awareness of thinking that's going on. There's nothing right or wrong you can do here, just being aware of what is happening as it emerges, as it's present. And if there's thinking, is it supportive of you or hard on you in some way? Appreciating all of the conditions that support your meditation this evening. Conditions of body, of heart, of mind, and also external conditions around you. Attention to any conditions of mind or body that are supporting your practice. Perhaps supporting some level of inner freedom and harm or any level of safety, even if it's partial, some partial sense, you can be here and you can try this. When you're ready, bringing to mind any person or being in your life that has supported any sense of safety or inner freedom from harm. Some person or being that's been easy to be with, easy to care about. It feels like they've cared about you. Or they've done things that have benefited you. Whether you know them well or you only know them a little. Allowing images of what they've done, how they've been, to fill your mind and your heart. Memories of them.
inclining the mind towards wishes of loving kindness for them. May you be safe. Really feeling how they deserve safety. We want that for them. May you be free from inner and outer harm. Sincerely wishing them inner and outer safety, even given all the conditions of the world around them. May you have inner well-being as well as outer well-being. Continuing to send them wishes, may you be safe at your own pace. May you be free from inner and outer form. Perhaps feeling the ways they've helped you feel safe and free of inner or outer pain, and sending your appreciation with your loving kindness.
if you're ready, you can bring to mind a friend. Are you welcome to continue with the lovable, supportive being or person? But if you wish to bring to mind a friend, any friend, call into mind images and memories of them at their most kind. Things they've done that have been kind and beneficial. Letting those images, thoughts, feelings keep expanding, keep coming. feeling times that they've helped you to feel safe. Let someone else important to you feel safe. And inclining the mind towards wishes of loving kindness for them. May you be safe. May you be free from inner and outer harm. Knowing all of the conditions in the world around you, may there be inner safety and outer safety for you. May you be well. Continuing with these wishes for you.
when you're ready, perhaps bringing yourself to mind. Seeing times that you've done something kind, even the smallest thing, or any kind of thing that you've done that has been beneficial to other people or beings that has perhaps created some safety for another being. Allowing the memories to come to mind. How you may have protected someone or some being from harm. Perhaps many beings. Finding the mind towards wishes of loving kindness for yourself. May I be safe. May I be free from inner and outer harm. Knowing all of the conditions I face in this world, may I feel inner safety. May I feel outer safety. For whatever degree is possible, Even the beginnings of freedom from inner harm. May I be well in that way. Continuing with wishes for your own inner safety, your own inner well-being.
perhaps ending our meditation with wishes for all beings, wishing that everyone everywhere might be safe. May everyone, may all beings be free from inner and outer harm. May all beings be well. Including the person or being who was supportive to you, beneficial to you, your friend, including people and beings you don't even know. Even the most challenging people and yourself. May we all be free from inner and outer harm. May we all be well. Perhaps in the meditation, you began to notice some of what comprises inner safety or inner freedom from harm for you. And as you go about your daily life, maybe you can start to see ways in which you're thinking, speaking, and actions can start to uh, foster more inner safety and more uh, for yourself and more inner and outer safety for other, other people, other beings. It's an important focus and a, a key cultivation over time as we think about loving kindness. And um, these are practices of mindfulness that we can carry from our meditation into other activities that we do in life and every day. We can have kind of a little touch of a meditative frame of mind. And we also will do that this evening as we continue the evening. We will have some breakout groups, but these Guidelines that I'm about to offer have to do with not just the breakout groups, but the way we interact with others in our life. Keep practicing is the first recommendation. Keep the mindfulness practice going. This is not going to be 
in these breakout groups like a regular social interaction. It's a continuation of meditation. Um, and the intention is to speak mindfully and listen with care rather than have a social conversation. Um, the invitation is to stay on topic. So I'm going to pose a specific topic for discussion. And as you stick to sharing about that topic and listening to what others share, it's not the time to engage in casual conversation. It's a meditation practice. Um, we'll often say in this group, avoid crosstalk. And I need to share a little bit about what that means. It means please don't comment, don't offer opinions, don't interrupt, don't ask questions about what someone else shares. Um, even if you didn't understand quite what they said, you just listen and don't share more until everyone has a chance for their turn. Um, it's not the time to ask other group members questions and certainly um, not to comment on someone's where they live, their name, their appearance, none of that. We're doing formal practice. And if you're not used to a formal practice, notice what comes up inside as you're silent and listening and as you're sharing, instead of doing the usual things you would do socially. Um, we will take turns, and each person's invited to share one brief thing at a time. And then you go around the circle. We'll start with the person whose first name begins with a letter closest to Z in the alphabet, and we'll work backwards with the alphabet. So uh, share your name, and then one brief answer to the evening's topic, taking turns and, and uh, going around and around the circle so that you get more inspiration, more uh, opportunity to practice mindfulness of listening, then mindfulness of speaking, and mindfulness of noticing what's coming up in your heart and mind. Being really mindful of your internal reactions, if there's reactivity, if there's commentary, all that that's coming up is really an important part of your development and practice. So keep it internal and work with it. Um, then just a note, it's not group therapy. So there are many reasons people come to this group um, suffering all kinds of stress, dissatisfaction, difficulty in life. And it's good to be aware that everybody's working with their own set of challenges. But our breakout groups are not therapy groups. And the kind of suffering that deserves the attention of a counselor or therapist, we would encourage you to get outside the group. Because a 10-minute session for sharing reflections in happy hour is not going to be enough time. Um, so out of respect for yourself and your challenges and those of others, let's stick with tonight's topic. And finally, respect one another's confidentiality. What's shared in your small group stays there. When we come back to the large group, you're welcome to share something that inspired you or that came up for you, but not to mention others' names. So the topic for tonight's breakout group, what are some ways you cultivate or would like to cultivate freedom from inner harm. So reflecting on what that means for you. And um, I will, oh, someone said I'm talking too low. I am sorry if you haven't been able to hear me as well. Try to speak up. 
But uh, just reflect on that for a moment as I set up the breakout groups. You'll be in rooms of three or four people. And if you find yourself in a room with not enough people, hang there for a minute and I will put you in another group. So with that, I'm sending you off to reflect on how might you cultivate freedom from inner harm. So enjoy these 10 minutes. Padma and Trina and Kathleen, if you can hear me and you need support to get to a group, let me know. Otherwise, we can just meditate in silence together. You'd have to unmute to let me know you need support, though. So... Welcome back, everyone. I need some light here. I'm starting to fade into the dark as the evening (laughs) sets in here. So we now have about nine minutes uh, to share some of your reflections on what helps or what would you like to uh, develop that would help create a sense of inner safety or freedom from inner harm what were some of your thoughts about that or inspirations questions you can unmute if you're not visible or you can raise your hand might have posed a tough topic this evening. 
Serena, please. Yeah, one of the things that occurred to me during the sharing part was that um, it seems to me that the more equanimity I could uh, develop, that the easier it will be to feel that safety. That somehow the equanimity and the safety, um, you know, help each other. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good inspiration. If we're, if we're not kind of riding the highs and lows, the ups and downs, and we have some sense that, you know, we can take action to some degree to help ourselves balance, then maybe there would be more inner safety. Thanks, Serena. And Abraham. Ah, we need to. There, there we go. Um, but what's remarkable to me is like sometimes the hindrances like aversion or intense desires and they're, they're kind of hidden. Lately, I've been in a, in a state or a place where they haven't been hidden at all. They're very much there. But I think somebody was talking in our small group about uh, second, third, and fourth arrows. It's so easy to develop all of this activity around that. And so for me, the phrase, just a pause, just pause is so liberating because it gives me this opportunity to just say, oh, look at that. There's that hindrance and that's fine. And I'm not going to keep the papancha, the busyness of the mind, keep going on it. I'm just going to pause it. And it feels good. It feels good in my body. It feels healing. It feels comforting. It feels wholesome, whereas the hindrances don't. That is um, wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, could you say that again? My sound, my hearing. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Are, um, I, are, I just appreciate what you just shared. It's wonderful. Because oh, the way we pressure ourselves is sometimes the problem, I think you're saying. And the pause allows us to see what we need to see and not pick up the second, third, or fourth arrow. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Thanks. Izzy, please. Yeah, um, I did the whole punk rock and puke, puke thing in the 80s. and uh, But when I thought about when somebody spoke up for me in a certain situation or when I spoke up for them or when I meditated on that, it created a sense of like calmness. And when the person did that for me, it's almost like they changed the atmosphere and not just within me, within the whole room. Mm. Yeah, this is wonderful how we can, in speaking up sometimes, we're providing safety not only for ourselves, but for other people around us. Sometimes it takes that. It takes speaking up. Thank you, Izzy. And Fred. Hi, thank you. Uh, It it seems uh, on the surface paradoxical to me, but my experience is that if I will allow myself to be a little braver and step forward into situations where, um, where I might offer some kindness or where I might just be, um, present in what's initially an uncomfortable situation or, or be with someone's difficulty, um, mm. that 
doing that makes me feel safer. Yeah. Yeah, that it's a kind of testing of the world and prodding it and saying, okay, it's a little tender here, but in fact, it turns out just fine. Uh, better than fine, better, better than, than uh, not doing it. And those little instances build upon themselves and create, um, you know, a more secure floor to, to move through the world. Thank you so much, Fred. Yeah, that courage to say something, especially in a group where where some awkwardness or some difficulties come up, and nobody's naming that obvious but uncomfortable thing, and you step forward and and say something kind or say something supportive, that makes such a huge difference. And I love the, your observation that it then leads to a little a feeling of more safety, a feeling of, you know, being able to inhabit that more comfortable space. That's so fascinating, isn't it? That it goes that way. Thank you, Fred. Padma. Uh, Yeah. Hi, Liz. Thanks. I I think it was more a question for me. Um, I just want to make sure I got this right. uh, what, What you're trying to convey today. So what I'm seeing is that if you try to, find more inner peace so that we're not looking for happiness outside is what what I'm I'm getting um, by saying uh, may I have may I be safe inside in our, in the inner and outer you know did I did I get that right <laughs> well, certainly yeah, I I'm, I appreciate that you're naming that inner peace is part of this you know creating a a feeling of greater safety internally is a matter in part of inner peace it's also about ways that we don't, uh, we're not too harsh with ourselves, not too tough on ourselves, you know, have some compassion for the conditions that have resulted in whatever's happening for us in this moment. And not, you know, as, as Abraham brought up the second arrow, the third arrow, not pick, pick up the, you know, uh, harm and stab ourselves with it. You know, we can do that if we're too uh, critical or too hard on ourselves and also just watching for what helps us feel safe, what helps us feel free from harm, what helps us feel comfortable. These are all lifelong explorations, I think, because there's a lot to this, you know, and it's layered. There can be more obvious things and then there can be subtler things that we run across the longer we practice. So it's an invitation just to be um, interested in this area of how we cultivate kindness. So thanks for the question, Padma. I hope that is supportive for you. Okay. Hi, Peter. Hi, Liz. Uh, today, today I went and looked at a property I'm interested in that I I think is a a a, a nice a, a particularly nice thing. With a friend who works for the county, he's knowledgeable, but he was he was down on it. He was not not real excited. He was uh, pointing out all the problems. And when we parted, I I, I had a self talk and recognized that's his personality. This may not be reality. And later in the day, I had a, a pair of friends that are sensitive people, and what a world of difference to walk that property and and hear their. Uh, appreciation and enthusiasm for it. So self-talk and also the the people that I was with that make a big difference. Really good point. 
really good point. It, it, you know, many of us have not only inner critics, but we have outer critics or outer or people in our lives who are really good at finding all the problems with, with things. Mm-hmm. And that can be a skill, but it can also create this uh, really uncomfortable uh, place. And I'm glad you were able to navigate that uh, internally and also with the support of your friends. So uh, thank you all very much for this evening. And uh, I look forward to hearing anything further from you about how, as you go through your daily life, you come across this question of how to cultivate inner freedom from harm and outer freedom from